which is not known for its inclusivity. I would say in the last three to four years, there's been some strides forward, but there's definitely still some room for growth. And so that's why I wanted to come to you guys today to give you just some different ideas on how you can improve your brand, make it more open and safe for all sorts of people from different walks of life. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen and I have a PowerPoint I'm going to show you. Uh, yay, PowerPoints. And if you have any questions, like they said, please feel free to put it into the chat. We are going to have multiple times where you'll have the opportunity to ask other questions. There will probably be questions and that is totally okay. I want to preface and say there are no stupid questions. So please don't feel like, you know, oh, Am I supposed to know this? Should I know this? I'm not even going to ask this. I'll Google it later. You know, it, there are a lot of different things, especially when we start talking about gender. It can get a little complicated. Uh, what was it the other day I researched? It was um, currently there are over 80 genders, apparently. Uh, so that's going to be worth a discussion. And if you feel overwhelmed or confused, please know that it is okay. A lot of this is still in the works. It's growing. It's manifesting into what the final form will be, but we don't know what that will be. So it's better to just know where everything stands right now, and then we'll go from there. All right. So I'm going to share my screen. Okay. All right, so yeah, as Kat introduced me, I am Jenna Avery, owner of Creatrix Photography. Creatrix means creative femme in Latin. Um, I'm big into Latin, throwback to my high school years. Um, so the topics we're going to talk about today is changing your perspective, representation in your brand, and the message your brand gives to people. Um, I also did four different audits of four different companies. Um, I believe some of the people are here today. I'm really excited and I do just want to preface that as well is, and just remind you that these audits are not meant to be judgmental. They are not meant to make people feel like crap, you know? It's to educate everybody as a whole. Um, so everybody that volunteered to have the audit, I really, really appreciate it because you're only gonna help other people. So if it's slightly uncomfortable, I apologize, but that's where growth happens, right? Okay, so first, changing your perspective. Um, as I just mentioned, there are a lot of genders out there and it can get a little confusing. Um, so the, there is a difference between biological sex and gender. Uh, I can go into that <laughs> all day, but the fact is, is that gender is whatever somebody wants to be. Um, like I said, there's over 80 something genders. It can get a little confusing. I did look through the list. Some of them are um, questionable at best. I think there was one where it's, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but uh, it's to have the gender of a dragon. So that's where society is at right now. <laughs> so just know that it is confusing a little bit. It is overwhelming. And for people that are still just used to the male and female gender, it is going to be able, and that it's okay that it is a little overwhelming. But the important part is, is to be open to it. That is the most important part, which brings me to the next point is that everybody's reality is different. It's one of the things I like to teach my partner's kids is I'll be like, it's cold. They're like, it's not cold. And I'll go, my reality is different from your reality. And you have to remember that, you know, just because you've been in this industry for so long and you're used to it being done in a certain way, 
that doesn't mean that everyone that approaches you is going to feel the same way or see things the same way. So it's important to approach your brand, your message, your company, your clients on an individual basis and be open to people being who they are and not trying to pigeonhole them, which the industry has been very well known to do, you know, for years and years, it was, you know, size zero blonde white chicks, <laughs> you know, and of course it's expanding representation has thankfully expanded. Uh, but you have to keep in mind that people are still reticent about even getting married because they're afraid that in the industry that there is no one like them, you know, and that's why we're here today is so we can show them that we are open to people, all people, no matter who they are, what they look like, their orientation, their race, all that jazz. Uh, another big important thing is to understand and challenge your privilege. So for white people, I'm sure you've heard, you know, privilege, white privilege, but privilege also expands beyond that. Privilege can be um, skinny privilege. You know, um, people that are more curvy tend to experience a lot more judgment and discrimination, even subtle rhetoric with fat phobia, fat shaming, you know, or disabilities. There are people with all sorts of disabilities. I can't even list all of them. And a lot of the wedding industry is ableist. And it, it works towards people that are happy, healthy, they can walk, you know. There's not a lot of discussion of like having depression when you have a wedding or being in a wheelchair and having a wedding. Not even a lot of venues are wheelchair accessible in some ways. Um, so there are things like that you have to understand that it's not even just about race, it can be about all sorts of other things. So you have to understand how your perspective, your reality can affect how you view the world and different viewpoints that you might be missing. Next, uh, talking about representation matters. Of course, I think that's been a, a big discussion recently is, you know, making sure that your brand reflects all the different people that exist within the world. Of course, that's not possible. You can't represent everybody in the world. I mean, you can, but it's, it's hard to make sure you have that variety of clients since they're the ones that hire you. Um, but the big thing that you can do is look at your website, specifically even just the front page. What does that first image tell people when they come to your website? Does it say, I'm open to cis white hetero people? Or does it say, um, I'm open to all sorts of different types of people. Often, a lot of websites that I look at, they just have white cis hetero people. And I understand you can't control who hires you. Um, we're going to discuss a little bit in a couple seconds about styled shoots and how you can add variety. Um, but you have to think about what's on your website. Um, as well as your social media. They really tie in together. If you have a solid brand, your websiting, social media should look pretty similar. Um, and often there can be discrepancies between the two. You could have a more inclusive website, but less inclusive social media. And a lot of people are gonna go to your social media. It can also be vice versa, you know? So you just have to make sure that there's consistency on the message that you're trying to convey when it comes to inclusivity and diversity. Um, a topic that I know that can 
um, a lot of people just have different opinions about styled shoes. For me, I'm going to show my opinion since you're a captive audience, um, and this is my opinion. Uh, I think you should do styled shoots to add diversity to your portfolio. The reason being is that it will be hard to get clients. You could believe in diversity and inclusivity all day, but if you don't have any in your portfolio, you're less likely to get that inclusivity and diversity. And it's kind of like, you know, you can't get the job with that experience. You can't get the experience without the job. So doing styled shoots can really help your brand strengthen. And it will also in the long term make people feel more welcome in the industry, more welcome with your company and just more comfortable with themselves in this really big moment of their lives. So utilizing styled shoots can be a really, really great way to add to your brand. Next, we got your brand's message. Uh, you're going to hear me talking about branding, 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 branding. Um, of course, this isn't a branding meeting, um, but it really ties in. If anybody's ever been to my website, you know that I'm, I'm loud. I'm loud about my inclusivity and my diversity. And sometimes that's really what you have to do. You have to declare. You can't even just use subtlety. You have to declare that you're into this idea, especially nowadays where people will have diversity to make money. You know, think about like Pride Month. You know, all of a sudden Target has a whole new Pride line. And it, it's things like that. It's, it feels like pandering a little bit if you're just subtly shoving it in there. But if you really declare, that's going to make people feel more comfortable. One of the ways that you can declare is thinking about your pronouns and your labels that you use within your brand. So for instance, um, are you using gender pronouns like his or hers? And that's it. You know, are you using they? Are you saying only bride and groom? Uh, what does your contract say? Does it say just bride and groom? Um, I know a lot of you guys have heard this already before, either from me or other people. So I know a lot of you guys already have this hash down. If you don't, that is something to think about. One of the other things that I do, it's very small, but it is a declaration, is in my email signature, I give my pronouns. And that's all you can, even if your pronouns are he or her, saying um, her, hers, or him, his, just in parentheses, that is a declaration of inclusivity. It allows people who might have different pronouns feel comfortable with telling you their pronouns. So those are really important. Everywhere in your website, you definitely want to just make sure that you avoid any gendered labels. Um, some people, I mean, of course, I'm not telling you not to use bride and groom. That is not what I'm saying. However, you do have to keep in mind that not everyone will align with those labels. And it just depends on where you want to take your brand. If you still want to keep bride and groom, that's totally fine. That's your brand. If you do want to offer more inclusivity, I would highly encourage you to remove that jargon. You can use couple, you can use partners. Uh, There's so many other examples of how you can refer to people that are getting married and having a commitment ceremony of some kind. Um, another thing you want to think about with your brand's message is what does your client experience convey? How, how, 
so for me, I have automatic emails that get sent out, you know, and I like, especially like 30 days before the wedding, I go and I send in some reminders, like, you know, make sure you have a nice hanger. But what I do is I, instead of for brides and grooms, I say, uh, I'll go either bride people or groom people or dress wearers or suit wearers because really if you think about it it really does kind of boil down to just what they're wearing it doesn't matter you know what their genitals are or what their genders are it really is like okay well if you're wearing a suit things are going to be easier for you it's just easier to get ready but if you're wearing a dress it can be a little more complicated if you're getting makeup done it gets a little more complicated and you don't have to say bride or groom especially since i've had some grooms wear makeup you know, and they still need those makeup tips. So taking out that kind of language is a part of the whole experience that you're offering. If you are doing LGBT weddings or you want to do LGBT weddings, you have to remove that language. People notice, especially we're not even just talking about uh, lesbian and gay couples. You know, you have trans individuals, you know, uh, which is why I'm a big proponent to not use the term same sex because you don't know what their genitals are. And same sex literally means to have the same genitals. And you don't know that. And if, and you really shouldn't pre-qualify them <laughs> about their genitals, you know? So you gotta think about trans individuals. Again, it's kind of like that privilege thing. You have to think about the whole human experience and how they're gonna convey or understand what you're conveying. Um, I even had some uh, trans clients kind of point out small, tiny little things, you know, in like a questionnaire that they're like, you know what, I don't know if that's exactly inclusive enough for trans people. And I'm like, cool. Awesome. Thank you so much. You know, I identify as trans, but again, my reality is different. What I consider to be okay might not be okay for someone else. So you have to be open to having that kind of feedback, to having that kind of conversation to just improve your brand. Um, another thing is how are you serving your community? You know, especially, you know, millennials and Earl, what, Zemiel, Gen Z, I don't know exactly what they're leaving. Younger kids in their twenties, they want to make sure that their money is going somewhere responsible for the most part, of course, not everybody, everybody's reality is different. Um, but they want to know that their matters. And so I would always recommend a lot of companies to find some kind of passion project or some way to infuse their, their beliefs and what they're excited about into their brand and involve their clients with it. For example, this year I decided that $100 of every wedding that I book is going to go to a nonprofit. And I looked up five, six different nonprofits, some local, some national, some international, and they get to pick which ones will work best for them. And then when they tell me, I actually go and I donate in their name and I screenshot the donation and I'm like, thank you so much. You've made a difference with this nonprofit. And it really just affirms like, I am making a difference even with my wedding, I'm making a difference in the world. And that can be really important to some people. Again, depends on your brand, the type of people that you're aiming for. Um, not everybody's aiming for a liberal Democrat crunchy people, you know, but at the end of the day, people do still want to know that what they're doing matters in one way, shape or form. And it's, it, it, and again, it, it's important to serve your community period. Um, which brings me to the last point. Another, uh, controversial point is politics are life. Of course, 
Some people are going to disagree with me. However, if you are aiming for inclusivity, if you are aiming for diversity in your brand, in my opinion, you don't have much of an option because the diverse human experience is strongly, strongly influenced by politics. Again, back to your privilege. Reality is different for everybody. Policies might not affect you. What the government does might not affect you. What the government says might not affect you, but that doesn't mean it's not affecting your clients. It doesn't mean that it's not affecting the people around you. And I know for my brand, I'm really loud about politics. That is something I felt really passionate about for my brand. Of course, you don't have to sit there and have political debates with everyone to emphasize your brand. But again, it goes back to the loud declaration. For instance, um, on your Instagram, are you, for, like when there were the protests in June, did you at least post something to acknowledge what millions of people are enduring? Or did you just keep posting weddings? I wouldn't say either choice is wrong. However, if you are aiming for inclusivity and diversity, you have to show your clients that you understand their struggles, even if you've never experienced their struggles. And declaring also say on your website, big, huge thing, especially for LGBT clients, you have to say you are LGBT friendly or have a flag. Either or is a good declaration because a lot of people, especially, like I said, LGBT clients, they will avoid brands that if they don't have representation, if they don't see anybody that looks like them in your brand and they don't see any declarations at all that you support who they are, they're just not even going to contact you. And it's not because they don't trust you. It's just because other people have been total jerks to them. You know, they'll go, Hey, do you shoot this wedding? And next thing you know, they're getting Bible verses and being told that they're sinners. And that happens. It happens a lot. It happens way too often still. So that is why the declaration of your support is so important. It takes away that apprehension and that fear. It lets them know that you are a safe space for them. Again, that's why I think politics are life. Um, and of course, it depends on your brand because some people will not hire you if you do that. I know people that will post LGBT clients on their Instagram if they lose followers, you know, which can be very demoralizing. And you just have to think about what your brand stands for and how committed you are to doing the right thing. You know, where, what kind of money do you want to receive? You know, it's not just about where is your money going? It's like, where is that money coming from? What are you supporting by accepting the money from this client that would absolutely hate it if you shot an LGBT wedding? So just something to think about. Okay. Um, actually, I'm going to pause, see if there's any questions. After this, I'm going to be doing audit of four different brands. Um, so, Kat or Alex, if there's any questions, I can't see the chat, so I don't know. I got one for you. Um, so, you kind of mentioned the questionnaire that you do. Jenna, can you elaborate on that? Is that pre-booking, like, in your initial discovery call with your clients, or is that um, post-booking them? And what are some appropriate questions to ask to kind of get to know that and be inclusive? That's a good question. So um, with my contact page on my website, I actually specifically ask, what are your pronouns? Now, 
cisgender people, and if you don't know what cisgender means, it means to uh, your gender identifies with your biological sex. Uh, a lot of people are not going to put in their pronouns, but it's a signal saying I'm open to whatever your pronoun might be. And that's the first step is me kind of seeing where they're at. Um, and then after they book, because I try to keep my, my whole systems as, as fluid and simple as possible, but one of, uh, I call it my post-booking questionnaire, it's like a get to know you, you know, what are you into? What is your passions together? What are your passions individually? What do you do together? And that's all you have to ask. You know, at the end of the day, people are people. And when you take away those, those labels, those constructs, they're just people, you know, and you can ask them, is there anything sensitive that I need to think about? And I'll do that in my pre-wedding. Like, is there anything sensitive I need to know about? For LGBT clients, it can be like, my mom's not going to be there because she doesn't agree. And that happens way more often to have family members that have refused to come. Um, that will be a really important thing to ask about for, especially for LGBT clients. Um, but really there's not, I, I wouldn't say outside of asking for pronouns, I don't feel like there's anything else that you really need to know outside of who they are as people and as a, as a couple, you know, does that make sense? Yes. Yep. It does. It does. Anything else as far as um, creating that relationship early on and comfort level that you can touch on? I mean, that makes sense in the questionnaire, um, but any, anything else that you can mention? Uh, I, I mean, for me, my brand does a lot of talking. So I show people of all sizes, all races, all orientations. So already they know, especially like curvy brides, they like to hire me because they go, I saw myself in your photos. I know you can pose me. I know you can make me look good. So I think it ties back to having representation in your brand. And once they see themselves in your photos, that trust is already established. They already know that you know um, what they need. And if you don't, people are either going to tell you, they're going to tell you what is their main concern. And you can even ask, what are your main concerns? Um, or you can just ask, you know, is there any questions? Is there any concerns? Is there, um, any way that I can serve you better that you might be worried about? You know, I think a lot of people are afraid to ask questions, you know, and I feel like, um, like for instance, last night I, um, did a zoom with potential clients that ended up booking and they were an LGBT, LGBT couple, but they met in seminary which I found was really fascinating. And I was like, you know, can I ask a question, you know, and if you're not comfortable answering, that's okay. It's always important to establish that you are okay with boundaries. And I was like, you know, how was it being gay in seminary, you know? And, and they were like, oh yeah, like they told me all of the story and what it was like, you know, but you have to preface saying in some way, shape or form, I'm okay with your boundary. And that will also speak volumes about your brand. You know, some people will go, no, I don't want to answer that question. Or they'll be so excited that you asked a question about themselves. Most people love to talk about themselves, you know, so when you ask more questions to get to know them better, that only adds to your brand experience and the whole client experience. Perfect. Great point. Thank you. I know you touched on making sure that you put uh, LGBTQ 
friendly on your website. Where do you recommend putting that on the website? What What's the best recommendation there? Yeah, so um, if you're not able to, if you're currently not able to have that representation, like showing couples and pictures, um, you know, often people will go as featured on or they'll put the associations that they're with, just slap a flag there, you know, or advertise with an LGBT, like equally wed is a really nice wedding blog. Um, and, you know, and just having their symbol or whatever they call, I don't even know. I don't remember what they call them, um, but just having those to show that you support, or you can put it above your contact page, you know, right before they fill out the contact, go, we serve everyone of, we're, we're uh, focused on inclusivity. We are LGBT friendly. It really doesn't have to be um, crazy, like, wow, you know, it's just something simple, especially on the contact, you know, saying we're LGBT friendly. It, it creates that sense of safety for them. It can really be wherever you want it to be that fits within the design, you know, it just needs to be there. Perfect. Thank you. And you said that blog was equally wed. Equally wed. Uh, perfect. Okay. I just put that in the chat. Any other questions from the group before we move on to uh, doing some audits? I do actually. For those, um, Jenna, for those who are wanting to expand their portfolio using um, styled shoots, do you have any tips in how you um, search for your couples or that models? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can go to model agencies, um, you know, really it's collaboration. So you can ask the different vendors, do you know anybody? Or you can do a model call on your Instagram. Um, you can reach out to your friends, go to a model agency, uh, modelmayhem.com, a little less popular than it used to be, but that can be a really great place to go to as well. Um, it, and it also depends, I mean, you can get great models, uh, but you might have to fork out some money. <laughs> it just depends. So, sorry, you can hear my dogs. Um, so, you know, there's, there's tons of different avenues to find ways, but I would say model calls and then asking other vendors as a part of the style shoot, if they know anybody, those are good jumping off points. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone else? No. Okay. Then we'll just move on. Okay. So the first brand that I looked at was Oh Happy Day Photo Booth. Um, I really like this brand. The way that I broke these down is just really simple. You know, I'm not here to judge you. Um, again, I appreciate everyone who volunteered because sometimes this can be really nerve wracking. Like, and if you know me, you know, I don't really pull punches <laughs> with anything, you know? Um, so please just understand I'm here to educate. I am not here to make you feel like crap. Um, so the way that I did this is I looked at the first few pages, like, I'll look at the contact page, the front page, or in this example, I also looked at the FAQs. Um, oh, Happy Day Photo Booth is women-owned, and the cool thing is that it is, as you can see right here, it says 100% female-owned and operated, which is fantastic. That is a great declaration because a lot of clients are, I know some clients that will hire only female business owners, or um, a lot of my clients will only hire companies that loudly declare their LGBT support, even if they are not LGBT themselves. Um, so having that declaration, again, can be very important. 
Um, however, with this particular brand, there is no declaration for anything else. And I think that that can be really important. Like you can just put it right here in the FAQs. Um, you know, one of the, when I used to have FAQs, I would, I put, um, will you work with me even if I'm LGBTQ, you know, black indigenous people of color, people of color, um, you know, just, or et cetera, you know, just kind of encompass that. Um, and then I put in my answer and that in itself is a declaration, like putting it right there at the beginning already takes care of that concern. So if you have an FAQ, that is also a really great place to declare your inclusivity and commitment to diversity. Um, the uh, the Insta feed for this one is actually really inclusive. I mean, I would say Happy Day Photo Booth did a really great job. Um, you know, there was, when I look for diversity, I don't, I look for, you know, what is the variety of, of race? You know, what is the variety of orientation? What is the variety of body types? Um, and so the, this particular Instagram was really good. You know, even in the top nine, top 18, there was some really great diversity. Um, my suggested improvements would be having just a little bit more of LGBT representation um, and then add the rainbow flag and or mentioning in the FAQ that they support diversity. Um, and then because, simply because it was mentioned that it's female owned and operated, adding a little political rhetoric to your Instagram would not hurt it. I think if anything, he would emphasize the commitment and the declaration that it is female owned. So that would be my suggestion. Um, House on the Hill. Now this one, I love this venue. I have done quite a few weddings here and a lot of them are within the LGBT community. What I was shocked, I'm gonna say I was shocked, um, there is no inclusivity or representation anywhere whatsoever. Um, and again, I, I'm not, I can't tell if House on the Hill is here. I love you guys, you guys are awesome. I just wish that there was more representation because you do offer you do offer support for all sorts of communities. I've even done a pagan wedding there, you know, and just showing that will only probably improve, you know, how many people hire you and want to work with you is if you add things like that, you know, so really my suggested improvements is all of that, you know, just add more inclusivity, more, just, just less, less cis hetero people, white hetero people, um, just a little more of everything else. Um, then I did Weddings by Pamela. Um, this one, so right here, like front page, the first thing you see is literally a sea of beautiful white people. And again, if that is your brand, not a problem. This is to help educate other people. Um, if you are looking for more inclusivity, I would strongly encourage adding more diversity because even just in the portfolio section, it's still just white people. Um, in Instagram, this was awesome that, you know, during June, during all the protests, there was a mention of, it was an acknowledgement of what was happening. And that was kind of what I was saying earlier is it doesn't even have to be like, fight the good fight, screw the government, you know, all cops are bastards. It doesn't have to be that 
extreme, even just a subtle nod of the struggles of others, others can speak volumes, you know? So I did really like that, but otherwise there wasn't a ton of inclusivity. And, you know, I just figure if you're here for the audit, you really want to improve. So that's why I figured these would be good suggestions. Um, again, more my suggested improvements, more LGBT representation, just add more diversity in general and just be louder about inclusivity. So, you know, on the front page, this is a beautiful photo. I, th I think it's gorgeous. Um, one of the things you can do is again, in the contact, say we are LGBT friendly, or if you can add more diversity with the different types of clients that you have to just show that that's what you're into. And last but not least, Premier Entertainment. Um, I actually really loved the website. Um, you do have, um, especially on the front page, there are just a lot more white people. So you might want to consider, or not even just white people, not even LGBT people. Um, you might just want to add some more diversity in the front. But however, you know, one of the reviews that you got, the first review that you show is an LGBT couple with the photo. I think that looks great. Um, and then on the contact, you actually have a picture of an LGBT couple. That's awesome. That speaks volumes. Um, the only thing that I found really interesting is on Instagram, you know, because Brandon, Brandon owns his company. And on Instagram, the only uh, Black Indigenous people of color is, is Brandon. Um, which I found really shocking, um, you know, and then the only LGBT photos were actually, uh, I think there was one other, but most of them were the ones I took from a wedding we had last year. Um, so adding just a little more diversity, because obviously you're into it. That's a passion thing for you. Awesome. Um, so just probably consider adding a little bit more, um, one of the pieces of advice I got from Cassie with Bride's Best Friend, who is awesome, if you don't know her, is that she said with her feed, because she also focuses on community inclusivity, is that for her top nine, she has a requirement that every other photo or every few photos, she has to show something in particular, diversity-wise. And I think that's a really great way to help cultivate your feed is going, okay, every four pictures, I'm going to show some type of diversity, you know, or every four, or four pictures, I'm going to show a dancing photo with diversity or something, just something. Um, and that can be a great way to help guide you to know how you're going to show it consistently. Because of course, consistency is important. Not everyone is going to scroll back a whole year to see if there's more inclusivity. They're gonna look at your top nine or your top 18. So that's something you definitely have to keep in mind. Okay, so in conclusion, um, you know, we're in this industry because we care about people. We do believe that love is absolutely vital in the human experience. So we should show the full human experience as best as we can, again, you know, you can't force people to hire you, but that's why we can do styled shoots to help show that diversity. Um, it is important to actively counter the current political message. Um, and if you are not familiar, if, if you do, if your reality is a little more set and privileged, just know that a lot of people are struggling right now. And it is important to acknowledge that struggle, even if you've never experienced it, 
and you might never experience it, it is important to say, I understand that what you're going through is really hard. How can I help? Um, as I said earlier too, is it's important to just ask questions. You know, it would, it, sorry, <laughs> stop. Um, it is important to ask questions. You can even, people are like, well, how am I gonna know their pronoun? Well, how do you know their name? You ask their name, right? Ask their pronoun, you know? Some people might offer their pronoun, but a way to normalize it is to ask, you know, or offer your own, even if it's not something that affects you, even if your pronouns are just him and his or her and hers, you know, just showing that you're open to it, normalizing it, normalizes it. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. And people can also see through performativity. So a lot of, especially back in June, it was really obvious. Um, you know, there were some people, I got, I secretly got really mad at a lot of companies because they hadn't really spoken about these, these subjects, you know, as someone who has been shunned in the past for being very open about these things, you know, seeing people all of a sudden care about something that they had never visibly cared about before. People notice that they see that they might never say anything about it, but performativity is extremely obvious. So you have to keep that in mind. You have to keep your brand consistent. You can't just post about LGBT people in June or finally talk about racial injustice when it's a whole nationwide conversation because that conversation ends. But you have to keep it going. You have to keep that conversation going past the big you know, Fox and CNN discussions or when Facebook has decided that that's important. You have to go beyond that. Um, and then something that is really, 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 really important to keep in mind is that inclusivity and diversity does not just mean race and orientation. It includes disabilities, mental illnesses, uh, deaf or hard of hearing people. Um, a lot of the industry does not, just doesn't even acknowledge things like this. And it is very important to acknowledge this in some way, or at least understand that this industry is not welcome and open to them. Of course, I don't know how you would show <laughs> that you know one of your clients is deaf or hard of hearing, but you have to understand where your privilege is coming from at least. So your brand, when it shows inclusivity, it will also help some of those feel, people feel more safe and approach your brand with more confidence, which is why, again, it's important to understand your own privilege, especially ableism. Um, and that's it. So all of these resources are there in the chat. This will help you just kind of, you know, learn just a little bit more what I talked about. If you're trying to really just learn more about everything, um, deeper than what I wanted to today. Um, the third one, uh, for racial resources, I really like that one because it actually gives you multiple resources, movies, TV shows, books, um, you know, so you don't just have to have conversations with people. You can just take some time on your Friday night, watch a movie, find a little bit more perspective for other people, on other people. Um, but yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you, Jenna. It looks like we have a few questions for you. Let me kind of comb through these right now. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, first question is from Jessica. It's a two-part question. Um, she asks, has anybody um, worked with Wish Upon a Wedding? 
and part two for you. And can you speak more specifically about an example of something you were shunned for? Oh man, you know, talking about politics in general with my brand. Um, I know for a fact, I mean, I know people don't work with me, uh, vendors, especially they don't work with me because they might not have clients that are open to it or they themselves are not open to it. Uh, which is fine. I don't, if they're not open to it, it's most likely their clients are not open to it. Um, but I've also had people come and tell me, you can't say things like that. You shouldn't say things like that. You're just going to scare away clients, you know, and I have a degree in branding and you know, it's, it's a, the repel and attract thing. You know, I'd rather you hate me or love me. I don't want you to go, hmm, Creatrix is cool. I want you to be like, yeah, Creatrix, or no, Creatrix, you know, I want you to do one or the other, you know, um, but I would say just especially, you know, politics, you know, adding any type of that to your brand can really upset a lot of people. A lot of people still think that those are opinions rather than the existence of other people. Um, and that would probably be the biggest thing. Um, even though I would say even, gosh, you know, I started my, my business 10 years ago and I started in Hawaii you don't know. And I was the only brand that had biracial couples. And I had people that would email me and go, wow, I'm hiring you because you actually show biracial couples in your work. This was like six years ago. And it blew my mind, you know, that that was even a thing, you know, of course, at that time I was coming from a lot of white privilege, you know, but I really had no idea the lack of diversity that was in the industry. So showing even that shunned me from certain people, whether it be potential clients or vendors. Thanks for the feedback. We do have a comment from Michelle. Um, she says, I definitely think we could stand to add more statements of inclusivity on our website, but I'm curious if you think it's a problem that the vast majority of the images we use are strictly of event setups rather than including people at all. We try to keep the focus on our products and use our social feeds to share more with actual people in the photos. But how important is it to include images with people of all kinds on our website if we're generally not showing anyone at this point? Sorry for the long question, just wasn't sure how to word it well. Oh no, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a great question. Of course, it goes back to your brand, right? If, if what you're selling is the design part, I don't necessarily think that you need to all of a sudden shove people into the photos. Um, if you do show people, I would encourage you to intentionally make sure that it's diverse. Um, if you are not able to, if it happens to be that a lot of your clients are, you know, upscale white people, then I would avoid that. I would show just, the tables, the linens, the, just the setup, the decor, everything, just show that instead, because then it's kind of more of a, a neutral part of it. You know, you're not choosing one or the other. You're not making a declaration of something else. Um, but if you do want more diversity in your clientele in general, making a declaration on your contact or somewhere that you're LGBT friendly can be really helpful or on your Instagram, acknowledging again, the political struggles of other people that can also be a way to show that you support human existence. 
And Pamela um, has says, thank you for your feedback on the, um, the review and she greatly appreciates it. Awesome, I'm so glad. I was a little nervous about that one, <laughs> to be honest. So I'm so glad. Thank you, Pamela, for being open to feedback. I appreciate it. Once again, Pamela, thanks for being here. She and I go the way back when I was in San Antonio. So oh, awesome. <laughs> does anybody else have any questions for Jenna? Oh, and Brandon says, thank you, Jenna, too. Yes, thank you, Brandon. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Going once, going twice. Hey, Jenna, if anyone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way if they have questions or, I don't know, think about it this afternoon and come up yeah. with a few? And I, my inbox is always open, you know. I would much rather do that labor than, you know, having someone who doesn't have the spoons do the labor. So even if in a week you need, you have a question, you know, please feel free to reach out. You can find me, um, Creatrix Photography on Instagram. I'm really slow with that one though. So if you would prefer a quicker response, creatrixphotography at gmail.com would be the best way. Definitely. Put that in the chat. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Jenna, for sharing so much today. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. <laughs> okay. And yep, just a lot of comments. So thank you. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. Um, anything else we want to add before we wrap up? A sincere thank you, Jenna, for joining our team and sharing your wealth of knowledge with our community. Thank you. Definitely. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. And just so that I can interject here, thank you very much, Jenna, for that presentation. I think everybody took a lot of value out of it, and uh, we appreciate that. I did want to mention that we are having our happy hour coming up next month on October 13th, and um, we created, uh, we decided to do an open forum for that happy hour. The happy hours have been going very good, been very great. Um, and I think, Risa, I don't know if you want to talk or share a little bit more about it, but it was on the theme of what's everybody doing. So if you want to share a little bit, uh, yeah. Risa. Sorry. Um, yes. Yeah, so the idea of this open conversation is to get a feel for, um, especially those who are working from home and navigating, you know, a new normal. Um, we know that many business owners, some of them, you know, are married, maybe they're single, some of them are, are parents, they're juggling with kids, some of them are new expecting parents. Um, the idea is just to kind of share, you know, what are you doing? What are the some cool tools and resources that help automate things for just a, an, you know, sense of um, sanity, really. So that's going to be the open dialogue. And we encourage anybody and everybody from all backgrounds, all um, family types to join and really share an opportunity like that. So um, that will be next month on the 13th at six o'clock. And you can, it's, it's a virtual one. So you can drink whatever mix you have at home. And just, it's a great opportunity just to see everyone's faces at this time. Excellent. Thank you very much. Again, everybody, thank you for being on today's virtual meeting. It does mean a lot, not only to me, but to everyone that's on the board, because all this education, the growth experience that you guys receive is valuable. I think today's information, every, every virtual event and every event we've had is very valuable. So again, I hope you guys got a lot of value out of this and join us for a happy hour. 
And thank you for being here. I know that you guys had other things to do, but you guys made the effort uh, to be here. And I appreciate that. To me, that means a lot because that shows support to Wedding Network Texas. Uh, again, I thank you for being on the call. Uh, welcome if this was your first time. And uh, please join us for the happy hour. That's going to be it for the virtual meeting. And um, if you have any last minute questions, put it in the chat box and we'll take a look at that. Other than that, uh, guys, do you have anything else? Grisa, Kat, or Jenna? Just wish everyone a safe and beautiful day. Yeah. Enjoy, Enjoy the cooler weather. Thanks, everyone. You have a great one. Thanks for joining in. All righty. Thanks, everybody.